0: Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with The Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, like I say in every show, we got a great one for you today, because we do. We have Aaron Cole, who's a rapper, singer, a Christian rapper singer, coming on the show. And I've listened to his music. He's done good. In fact, how I kind of learned about him, we were watching a service with Elevation Church a few weeks ago online, and he was their guest worship person. And I was like, oh, I like him. And I looked him up. Reached out and here he is. So Aaron, are you here? I'm here. What's up? What's up? What's up? How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. So I always like to start out our show with the big elephant in the room. How are you doing through COVID?
1: <laughs> um, I'm doing pretty good. Um at first it was kinda shaky. Uh, because as an artist, you know, you get paid off shows mostly and, um, merch and being outside. And, uh, when they took away outside, a lot of artists were just stuck at the house, no money coming in. Um, so it, it tends to weigh with, the you know, a lot of people's head spaces and, you know, spirits. But, um, so at the beginning it was kind of rough, but as this time went on, um, I kind of just, uh, adapted to like a new normal mm-hmm. and, uh, Things, things, are, things are on the up and up now So um, we're doing good now <laughs> yeah,
0: That is awesome I mean, You know, like for our show and We actually launched, you know, it's funny We had this big vision for the show last year At the end of the year, and launched the show January 3rd The plan was Maybe 80 to 100 interviews first year Which is pretty good yeah. And I remember when, the show, when Everybody got shut down I told Sandy right. Now is our time to shine yeah, right. artists are gonna need a place to talk. I was like, what better for sure. opportunity for mm-hmm. us? I was like, we no, gotta step sure. it up. And because <laughs> of that, you, you are now our 166th interview
1: Ooh, this year.
0: Let's go! Yes, I love when, seven. I love when people. I love when people reach their goals. That's dope. <laughs> 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 well, uh, it's funny because uh, once COVID happened, our new goal is 300. We're gonna yes. three three hundred so I mean, for this right. year.
2: Let's go yes. because
0: this year you know and mm-hmm. and what's funny is that you know last month we did twenty two interviews and and right now for the next two weeks we have twenty set up.
1: It that's crazy. Broke. Look at God. <coughs> yep, it's that's right.
0: Broke. It can only yeah, be. Bro. I mean, there's so many signs with this, and that's why we're glad to have you on. You know because. You know we usually have mm-hmm. you know country artists our show's mostly country, but we tra- we're trying to pull in other you know, we've had a few Christian artists but never a christian rapper yeah so that's right um the first. I'm, the, I, I'm I'm happy to be the first I'm happy to lead the way <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> that is awesome, so as we really get started here, tell everybody a little bit of who you are, where you're from, and kind of a brief overview of you um yes uh so,
1: I'm Aaron Cole. I'm from um, Bristol, Virginia, a small town in Virginia. Um, it's kind of, so we had, in Bristol we have, I live in Bristol, Virginia, but I went to church in Bristol, Tennessee, so it's like one of those border states. Um, oh, wow. So I grew up there. I grew up there. I, I lived there until I was 18, and uh, I moved out, and I now, now live in Nashville for music. Um, I've been doing music since I was four. Um, I started rapping when I was four. I started singing when I was seven, and uh mm-hmm. Just when I when I turned twelve, that's when I met like, I, cause I grew up in a Christian home, so I always like mm-hmm. knew about God and I was around church and stuff like that. But I say when I turned twelve is when I met Jesus for myself and uh, like really oh, yeah. figured out what the God mean of like Jesus mm-hmm. actually died for the cross on the cross for my sins and stuff like that. Um, and so then that's when I figured out like this was my calling and this what God wanted me to do, and uh, I went on from there. So I started. I started taking it serious and working on my craft at twelve. The about three years later, when I was fifteen, um, it was just like a god moment. There's this guy in our hometown. He he's been friends with my dad for ever since I was younger. And every time I would do music, um, he'd be like, he was best friends with Toby Mac, and he'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna give that my was? stuff. I'm gonna give, you, I'm gonna give your stuff to Toby, and like you know how that goes. Like, <laughs> he never yeah. he never did never yeah. did so. <laughs> When I was 15, you know, I you know, gave him my stuff, and he was like, he was like, yeah, I'm going to give it to Toby. He was like, man, whatever. he have been saying that since I was, like, four, and I was 15 at the time. And the next day, he was in the car with Toby, and uh, the 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 CD was just in the player, and uh, Toby heard him and was like, oh, who's this? And called me, called me on the spot. And I remember, oh, wow. I'll never forget, I was in Burlington, okay. Burlington Coat Factory in Chicago, and my dad was like, oh, that was Toby Mac. And I ain't even going to lie, I didn't even know who that was at the time. So I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so then I looked him up. <laughs> I looked him up. I Googled him. And I was like, oh, snap, that's crazy. So we met him. Uh, Toby, Toby, signed, Toby signed me about, and I, like, closer to 16. And I just went through, like, an artist development process. Um, I came out mm-hmm. when I was 18. And I've just been on this journey ever since. So it's been it's been dope. I Uh two number one billboards um singles um i, I released the album oh, wow. uh my first album um last year it has like four to five million plays just on spotify um wow. I just won a double award on new Artist of the year um and like you said i just worked with i have been looking up to elevation Worship since I was little, so like, to be on the stage was kind of, kind of kind of crazy so um yeah man I'm that just, was a surreal stage. moment huh? yeah, yeah it was a very real moment it was like it was crazy. So um, yeah, I've just been on this journey for years, um, and so I'm just steady building brick by brick, leading, got letting God lead, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much my story.
0: That is really cool. Yeah, you you definitely can tell that God has done good for you. <laughs> yeah. Just listening to just <laughs> that little bit, I mean, and, and you know, you are talking about the elevation worship. Yeah, we've been listening. We, we've been to the church um, once, but yes. we've, yeah. we listen li- to Stephen Furtick almost every week for the last yes. what
3: 10, ten years, years probably.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's a,
3: 2010 or so, yeah. yeah.
0: That's a goat. That's and I goat. tell you, he's grown a lot. I mean because I remember when we first listened to him because it, a, a lot of the public would say he's got this big ego and all that. And the way he worded things back then, you kind of you're kind of like you know I wouldn't have worded it that way, but it was still awesome. So now oh, you can yeah. tell oh, that, that the maturity spiritually in him compared to back then. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I think I think Stephen Furtick is the goat pastor, the greatest of all time pastor. That's
3: my
1: <laughs> oh, he is definitely. That's my favorite pastor. Yep. So, to me mm-hmm. to
0: me right now he can do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did that happen? How did you get invited to go do worship with them? Um so basically,
1: um I found out that they were they were at the double Awards. so I performed at the double awards and the leader of like mm-hmm. the, the worship team was at the double awards and uh he, he 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 saw me then um and then the next, The next thing that we had, um, I was on the Hits Deep Tour. It was me, Torrin Wells, Toby Mac, and a couple other people. And uh, Elevation came to see Torrin Wells, because Torrin Wells works a lot with Elevation. And uh, when I was there, I kind of met some of the guys. They watched some of my set. And after that, they were like, yeah, we need you for this, 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 and this. And a couple months later, it happened. It all happened so fast. Like, Brad texted me. I did the song. I did the song uh, in, like, two mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, I sent it back to them, and then, like, a couple weeks later, they were like, all right, yeah, we need you to come to Charlotte, and uh, we're going to shoot the video, and we're going to perform. And I was like, all right, man, it happened so fast. Oh, wow. It all originally happened in the double work, and then it came back to being on tour, and they came to the tour earlier this year.
0: So, You know, you, usually I start out with the grind side, but we, we're talking about some of the positive now. So I think I'll start. That way first and, and we'll flip it the other way After we get through this Since you're talking about the elevation charges So tell us a little bit about the Dove Award um, What was that like?
1: Uh, Yeah, so that was That was a surreal moment too Because um, when I first got signed I uh, I went to the Dove Awards for the first time But no one knew who I was So like, I <laughs> was just like Taking pictures, just taking pictures with everyone and <laughs> Mad excited um, <laughs> And so To be like on stage a couple years later was just kind of wild and uh, I remember um, because if you don't know how to like award show voting works like most of the time it's just like people Mm -hmm. like behind you know what I'm saying the closed doors Mm -hmm. that um, that like work for labels and stuff like that and so they they kind of tend to lean Mm -hmm. to the person who has the most label support and stuff like that Um, and so actually on the new artist ballot. Like I had probably the smallest label, and so like oh, wow. no one expected me, no one expected me to win. Um, <laughs> and so I just look at I just look at it as a God moment because like when people don't expect you to win, like that's when God comes through, you know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, it yeah. was it was it was it was crazy when I won. Like it was just a a rapture of excitement from people that's been like supporting me and uh, stuff for years, <laughs> and uh, definitely some people were mad like. <laughs> so, um, yeah it was crazy man just to see like all the stuff that god is able to do like we 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 tend to forget like how big our god is and so for me like yeah. because people other people mm-hmm. were doubting me sometimes i was like down to like, oh yeah i have the less you know uh label support or whatever but at the end mm-hmm. of the day it's like our god you is the bigger god so
0: yep. yeah for
1: sure and so but, um, yeah, I, 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 I love that win. That win was something – that was my first double-wars win, so that will always be special to me. The um, nice next whole experience yeah. was just so, so yeah.
0: Well, and, and, you know, you're talking about how people were mad and all that and, wouldn't, and didn't want to work with you beforehand. <coughs> that yeah. made me think of a story. We interviewed um, a country artist named Buddy Jewel, and he told us a story yeah. that, what you know, he he took off – Back in the day when he, because if he won um, Nashville Star, and he was okay. telling us the story that before he won Nashville Star, the, there are certain labels and executives that just would not have nothing to do. And he's a hardcore Christian, so he, you know, he knows this was God working. And and he said, and he was telling us that there's certain executives that just would not work with him at all, yep. you know, and. And when he won Nashville Star, apparently these executives were part of the team that had no choice to work with him. Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah. Wow! Yeah, so, and he wasn't supposed to win. You know, he You know, he said he's, I wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to win that, but I did, and they had yep. no choice to work with me now. <laughs> right. Right. That's how it works. That's how it works. God makes enemies your school. So. <laughs> special moments where you're like, Wow, I got to do
2: that. Mm. uh,
1: I would say I would say the big the biggest moment that's happened lately, um, Steph Curry pulled up mm. to our show in Sacramento. Uh oh, wow. that was that was that was wild. Yeah. He pulled up to the show and uh he actually knew who I was so <laughs> that, wow. was, that was <laughs> and uh, I didn't, you know, you always feel like when someone's like a big star like that, like you tend to like me, I I know how I feel sometimes. It's like I'm always getting asked for pictures and it's like I'm not even close to that level. Yeah. But like, so like when I meet big stars like that, I like tend to like not want to ask for a picture. Um, And so come to find <laughs> out, like Steph, he, he asked me to take a picture and I was just like, yo, this is a perfect moment <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, well. that was that was probably that was probably the biggest that was
0: that I remember
1: that came to my head right now that I was like,
0: "Whoa, that's He knows insane. you're going to be a he knows you're going to be a star and he can say, "I I was one of the first celebrities to take that picture." Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. even even celebrities are like us. You know, they see people and they see something in them, and they want right. to be that first person to say, you know what, this guy's going to be a star. And they, you know, like okay. I remember um, watching American Idol years ago, and I remember Simon Cow, it was back when Simon Cowell was on it, and I remember yeah. when Carrie Underwood, did performed, for the very first time on there. He looked at her, and he says, I'm going to make a prediction. He says, not only mm-hmm. do I think you're going to win this season, but you're going to outsell every other season that we've ever had
1: oh wow and That's look crazy. at her
0: see you know yeah. he he knew it he he saw that and, you know, and so celebrities when they see someone with that special it they want to be, they want to be able to say you know what i spotted them before everybody
1: yeah yeah no for sure because <laughs> i'm kind of i'm i'm like that too sometimes i'm like Oh, yeah. If I see somebody that's like doing well, I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to be the first one to like put them on, like shout them out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there see, you're prepared yeah. for that, to be that celebrity one day.
1: <laughs> hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <clears throat>
0: so, so now that we talked about some of the highs, I always like to flip the script and go the other way, too. You know, as you know, when people see an artist, it doesn't matter what genre it is, they see the glory, yeah. but they don't see the grind. They don't see the right. sacrifice. They don't see the heartache, the struggle, yeah. the everything. And and I've always said when we started this show, I want to bring that side out too, because people don't people don't get to see that side of it enough because it's tough for artists, especially independent artists in this day and time. <clears throat> so I'm gonna tell a little story that'll help guide us to where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steele Girls, and at that yeah. time. They were full-time with music. And I asked Allison, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She says, once you want it to be a career in your life, your life changes. She says, yes, it's still your passion, but it's now your job. You, you can't think things. You have to eat, sleep, and breathe music. You know, You no longer can do holidays. And birthdays and weddings You can't, and friends and relatives will never Understand that you're missing all that For a gig, they don't get that And But it's your life And there are days that you There are days that you just have miserable days But that night, if you've got a gig, you've got to get on the stage And smile like there's no tomorrow And she says But if Your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music Then go all in Because the only way Those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it what do you think of what she said, and let's go there about the sacrifice study um,
1: yeah so i i I have a different a kind of different perspective um just because of my yeah. experience um but mm-hmm. uh just my my perspective is I put all my eggs in a basket and i I went for it um
0: since mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying
1: since I was young i music is all that I wanted to do um and that's basically so, what she's saying. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. I, I thought... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, she... Yeah, yeah, she... Basically, what she's saying is if, if you're going... You know, if your heart won't allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in. Because that's the only yeah, okay, way those okay, kind okay, of okay, sacrifices okay, okay, okay. will ever... See, then that's the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it.
1: Got it. Okay, I'm with it now. I thought it was kind of like... A, <laughs> uh, like, have have a hobby. Like, a, okay, okay, okay. I'm with it now. Yeah, so I agree, I agree. Like, I'm, I'm... I put... I put all my eggs in this basket and I was like, I'm going yeah. for it. Um, I think, I think the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the difference kind of like is like with people, some people, they, you know what I'm saying? They think that this is what God has called them to do when it's just something mm-hmm. that they want to do rather, rather yeah. than like God calling them to do mm-hmm. it. And so I feel like, I feel like for me, I knew God called me to do it. So it was like, all right, no matter the struggles, no matter the trials that I face I know God called me to do this, so I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket. There's some people that just Mm. want to be artists that, you know, because they they see artists and they're like, okay, I want that lifestyle. I want all that stuff. Um, But it's not what God actually called them to do. Like, they're supposed to do this. Or they're maybe supposed to do something Mm -hmm. else in music. But they want to be an artist because they love the spotlight. They love all the glam. And if you get in it for that, like, you quickly, this industry like chew you up and spit you out because it's like you have to really love it um, and be be focused to make it to where you want to be. Um, and so, yeah, mm. I, I agree. I I agree. Like, if you're if you're gonna do music, if you're gonna be an artist, you have to put all your eggs in one basket because like mm-hmm. you're gonna deal with so much stuff that you never thought that you would deal with. Like, and it's it's one of mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things where it's like I can't even like like tell you the things that you're going to face you're just going to get in them and you're going to face you know what I'm saying like you're going to face them and you're yeah. like okay this is this is what Aaron was talking about you know what I'm saying so yeah i agree like i if you if you're going to do music i say just keep your head on straight go focus focus on this and don't don't weary. don't have a well i mean this is just me but i didn't have a plan b i didn't have a plan c it was just plan a yeah. and that's it you know what i'm saying so i would say just go forward on your plan A and make sure whatever they And I you love you make, for that. Yeah, makes your plan plan A work because you know this is what you feel like this is what God called you to do. So yeah.
0: You know, I, I remember um listening to an interview with Will Smith and of course he's got his hands in like thousand different things right now. And yeah. um and I, and and this interview was probably five, ten years ago. And and I remember um Somebody was asking him about how is he doing so all this different things. He yeah. said, and I remember him telling, and this is what people don't get, and I think what you just basically said. He says I'm here because I was laser focused at the beginning. He says yep. I, he said everything I'm in now. Mm-hmm. If I'd have done that when I started, I wouldn't be here. He said I had yep. to I had to get better at my craft than anybody else. I had to be. I had to be think, sleep, and eat music, till it led yeah. me to the stack. Till it led me to films, and then I had to eat, breathe, right. sleep that. He says, but right. but every moment I had to I had to only be that. Said so I had to be so laser focused. I had to be more laser focused than anybody out there. And because of that, now I've got options where I can put money in different things and explore. Well, will this work? Will that work? He says, but, if I, but I, if I did that too early, I would have crashed. And he, and he was saying that that's what, where most people miss, is they're not yeah. laser-focused. And you're and, yep. and you talking about the Plan B thing. I love yeah. w- w- when you you know – we've watched a lot of interviews of country artists mm-hmm. being interviewed. And this is probably the same across the board, all genres, I would imagine. But I love that the hosts are always taken aback because they're like um, – the question they always ask. I mean it's a guarantee yeah. they're going to ask this question if music didn't work, what would you be doing today? And 90% of the time, the artist always says, I would just be a broke musician. I had no plan B. Yep. And, and every host always, every host are like, you mean you didn't prepare just in case? And, and, nope. and I'll never forget the words of, I can't remember who said this, but I'll never forget the words where the person said, no, because when you have a plan B, and, it, and you and you hit the struggle, in your Plan A, your Plan B becomes Plan A because it's easier.
1: Yep, that's good. Yeah, I totally agree. If I wasn't a, I tell my friends all the time, if I wasn't an artist, I, man, I'll be at my parents' house just in Bristol, like still trying to make it, because <laughs> it's the only thing I know. Yeah, it's the only thing I know. So yeah, I agree, and I. I the, I heard all my life, like, hard work beats talent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I was, yeah. I was like, man, I'm that talent that works hard. Though, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm the talent <laughs> that works hard. So what happens when talent works hard? It's like, you got me, and I'm, you know what I'm saying? That's I'm going to just keep going. Yep, yep. And I'm going to just keep going, and I'm going to just keep going on my prize because I know in the end it's all going to pay off. And I feel like people – I'm saying that get started like you, like you said, like mm-hmm. they get focused on. You know, what I'm saying, oh, if I don't get plan A, I got a plan B. But if you don't have nothing to fall back on, then it's like, oh no, plan A has to work, and you're going to do everything yeah. that you can to make plan A work. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good stuff.
0: And, and you know, that's like saying, okay, I'm married because my wife and I have been married 17 years now, almost 18 yeah. in, in mm-hmm. October. But so that'd be like yeah. saying, okay, well, I've got this girl over here where if this doesn't work. <laughs> I've got right. this, I've got this other person that yeah. I can turn to. That's not as yep. soon as soon as you think that way your marriage is over. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep.
1: that's, a good, that's a good analogy. I'm gonna use that now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's true because because as when you're when you're a creative in you're in a and as an artist you have to be yeah. married to that music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> cause no, I go ahead say, because I was gonna say, because it's not like um, it's not like a nine to five career, you know. Yeah, if, if you want to be um, X Y Z professional, well, you can go to college, you can do that, and you could probably do stuff on the side and still and still be that, and that's fine. But but when music is just different, you know, an artist is. You know, and and, I, and it's really within anything within music. There really is no part time, no matter what you're doing in music. It's you're either all in or you're never going to make it. Even even for us, I mean, we've done 166 shows now as after you are this year in seven. Today's yeah. our seven month anniversary of since we launched. Could we launched January? 3rd. It is. And mm-hmm. yeah, but we but we know we have to outwork everybody else. Be, just like yeah. with the artist, being a host and growing. You know, to, to try to eventually one day compete with the Bobby Bones and a Ty Bentley and some of the other shows like that, we have to outwork them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To get there. And we'll get there. Yeah. With and, and I believe yeah. we, I still think we got talent too. I think, you know, everybody has fun on our shows and they're never boring. And I tend to lead the guests pretty good, I think. At least I hope so.
2: <laughs> you did. Yeah. You know? yeah. no, you, <laughs> you're doing
0: perfect. You're doing, you're doing perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Quick time for a quick commercial break, and then we're going to play your song, Only You, and then come back and talk about that. How's that sound? Let's do it. All right, hang on the line.
3: Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast
2: Put my faith in people Uh, Yeah, yeah But there really ain't no Equal Oh, no, no, no Never listen when it don't change The same Monday the Sunday Yeah, even at a young age uh, You've been holding me the whole way Let me sit back cause it's your show Uh, But I'ma sit up in the front row Uh, Don't gotta tell you already Sun and the moon hold it all down, you always prove That only you're. you do the things you do You grieve life and made me not My words that you bring me through that song. Yeah, great
0: song. Love
2: it.
0: So so tell us how that song came the story behind that song, how it came about.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I think for me,
1: uh it after the double wars and after everything just, you know, went up in my life, a lot of, you know, great things happened in my life. You know, you tend to just start to feel yourself, and when you start to feel yourself, you know, you start to get down, because honestly, at the end of the day, it's not about you, and if you make it about you, yeah. like, you you tend to get, like, left empty, empty. and uh, and so I think for this song, it was just a declaration for me of, like, God, only you, like, it, it, you're the only thing that matters in this whole thing, and uh, when I think about how I made it to where I met, it's only you that allowed me to get to where I met, um, so Um, Mm -hmm. even with that it's like thanking God for the little things I feel like in my life like I've been thanking God for the little things lately because it's like really it's only God that just does every single thing that he does every day like we wake up every day not thinking about that we're going to breathe that day you know what I'm saying and so Mm -hmm. this is just one of those songs of like thanking God of like God it's only you that allows me to breathe allows me to talk allows me to walk allows me you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. to get in my car and drive Mm -hmm. allows me to have a place under like a a shelter so I can lay my head at night. Like, it's really just a gratitude song to God of like, God is only you, and I'm thankful. So,
0: yeah. I love that. And <clears throat> that's just like with our marriage, you know, I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me 12 years ago from them completely. Oh, wow. And the yeah. first five years of our marriage was really tough on Sandy because <clears throat> because of the addictions. I mean, she went through a lot of crap that she shouldn't have. Because of the addictions and and now, and all that, but she always loved me. She always um, uplifted me. She never put me down by yeah. the addictions. And you know, sometimes when we tell our story, <clears throat> there every now and then you get somebody that say, "Oh, she allowed you to walk over her." And I have to correct them and says, "No, actually, she allowed me to experience God's pure love through her."
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and I don't That's believe good. that we would be. We definitely wouldn't be married if she didn't let God use her as the vessel to heal me. Um but we definitely wouldn't be together and I'd probably be dead and we wouldn't have our two kids, which now we got an eight year old little boy and a seventeen month old daughter. So none of this would be yeah. here and then you know mm-hmm. and like you said, only God. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. I love that. <clears throat> so one thing I like to do on our show <clears throat> Um, that I think is really important. The people behind the scenes never get any respect out there. <laughs> um, yeah. People see the artists, but they never hear about the PR people or the producers or the managers or anybody that's behind the scenes. And I yeah. always like to give that side their props. So if you want to take a few minutes to just to tell us the team behind you that helps you be who you are.
2: Yeah.
1: First
0: um, and foremost, I would say my family.
1: So, my dad, my mm. mom, um, they they sacrificed a lot for me to get where I'm at. Um, they sacrificed pretty much their whole life for me to get where I'm at. Um, wow. So, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't do wow. that. Um, My little sisters, the sacrifices they made of, like, not having their parents and certain stuff, so, you know, they can be at my things, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I thank my sisters for that all the time. And as uh, uh, far as, like, industry wise, um Kevin Albright, he's been there since the beginning. Um he's just acted as pretty much everything manager, A and R, whatever I Um Toby Mac, um, uh, mainly at Go To Records, um, just shining me on young and, you know, taking me under their wing. Um I would say all my producers, Cole, Chino, uh Dirty Rice, I have a lot of producers that helped me to get where I'm at Um, and that's pretty much like the main thing other than that it was all the people that doubted me so
0: they helped me a lot (laughs) so tell us a a parent story now now I know they probably every day go above and beyond but I like the something that stands out tell us a parent story where they went above and beyond and you were like wow they really do get this is my passion and my purpose Oh, yeah, so for my dad, um, he's literally,
1: before before I had, like, was on tour buses and stuff like that, my dad would drive me everywhere, so, um, <laughs> like, if I was going to a show or anything, like, my dad, he would drive through the night, he would drive in the morning, like, just to get me to where I was going, so I just remember there was this one time where we did a show, I think it was maybe, like, North Carolina or something like that, <laughs> and we had to get... I don't even know where we had to go. Like, we had to go, like, across the world type junk. And he, he drove through the night. He pulled over to the side of the road for, like, an hour, took a nap, and kept yeah. driving. And I made it to my show on time. And then he did the same thing the next morning. Like, he drove right back. And it was just, it was just crazy. Like, I think I think it didn't <laughs> hit now, hit back then, but it hits more now. Uh-huh. Like, knowing, like, man, like, my dad really sacrificed a lot of you know, mm-hmm. time of driving, of sleep to, you know, help me make it to where I am today. So there's a bunch of stories like that where my dad, like, drove so much through the night and, you know, mm-hmm. lost a lot of sleep mm-hmm. and to just drive me to places. So um forever grateful
0: for that. I love, love that. And I can yeah. definitely tell you're big in the family. And we are too. We consider our show a family affair. And, we do. you know, we kind of have a third co-host, our little eight-year-old. We always have him come on and ask one question to each artist, and he loves it. So he's, Sandy's going to get him on real quick. And, you know, when we when our 17-month-old daughter gets old enough, we'll be plugging her into the show too. <laughs>
3: yeah. I love it. All right. Here he is. Here's Christopher. Hi, Erin. What's your favorite food?
1: What's my favorite food? Um... So I'm a picky eater, so I don't eat a lot of stuff. So I would say chicken, cause I can eat that grilled, I can eat it baked, fried, anything. Chicken is probably my favorite food. <laughs> mm. And what's yours, though, Chris?
3: Awesome. Uh, mine is pizza.
1: Pizza. There we go. I like I like pizza. I do like pizza. So. <laughs> Bye.
3: Yeah. Bye. Thank you.
2: Bye. Thank you
0: you know he loves this question. and you know I've always been taught that if if you want your their kids to live out their purpose and passion in life that they have a seat for yours so we're doing mm-hmm. our best yeah. to include make this a family thing and and yeah. whatever he wants to do and whatever Caitlin wants to do I want to be those parents like your parents were where you know what if if you feel like this is God's calling let's run with it because yeah. a lot of parents won't do that you know as soon as a child w- wants to be a singer, it, don't, it doesn't matter whether it's a Christian singer or a country singer, it almost doesn't matter. A lot of parents are like, oh, that's just a pipe dream.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. No, for
0: sure. For sure. And it's yeah,
2: so great think, that uh, yours.
1: For me, I'm like, I'm like, I'm grateful for that because at four, if they didn't put the mic in my hand, like, they, I, I definitely, like I said, I say this a lot, but I wouldn't be where I'm at. So. Um, just to look <laughs> back and and see like mm-hmm. man like they they really it's really not normal for parents to do that like you said and yeah. for them to just naturally mm-hmm. do that and support me like it's it means a whole lot
0: that is really awesome so if you could co-write yeah. with anyone dead or alive who would it be and what would you want to write about
1: Stevie Wonder
0: without a question uh, without a question
1: oh, wow. uh, Stevie yeah. I think He's one of the greatest writers and artists mm-hmm. in the whole entire world. So I think, I don't know what we'll write about, but hey, I'll write. <laughs> It'll, It'll be good. All right, will like... write. all right, <laughs> as, as long as it goes with my brand and what I stand for, I'll write whatever he want to talk
0: about.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what song of yours that you've done through the years that means the most to you and why? <laughs>
1: wow, that's a good question.
0: Um, so I have this song called um, "Off
1: My Back" that I that came out in 2018, um, and uh, I think the reason it means so much to me is because, uh, like, that year I remember I was just going through a lot. Um, that time my my parents were talking about getting a divorce. Um, I had I had just moved out and I was just figuring out life for myself. Um, and I just had, I just had a bunch of things going on in my life that you know, mm-hmm. usually as a as a kid, like you just don't worry about because you know yeah. you have your parents' life, you have things, you know. I went through stuff young, but like not. It was just like to a whole new level when I, you know, moved out and I was on my own and I was just dealing with life itself and like a lot of unnecessary things were just going on in my life and so I remember um, off my back, man, I just. I was just like praying like to God, like please take this stuff like off my back, like <laughs> and that's literally the whole song and uh I remember that time oh, yeah. too, like I I it really h hit, hit home about like just all the stuff of like the, the racial discrimination and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That stuff was going on heavily at that time too. Um and so it was just hitting home that like there's a lot of people in the world that just didn't like me because of my skin color and you know, they there's a lot of people that just listen to my music and didn't want me to speak on problems or issues or situations. They mm-hmm. basically wanted me to mm-hmm. shut up and sing and uh I think all of that was just hitting home and I was just like, Man, this is a this is a lot to bear by by myself well, and I just I just need God to like, you know, bring bring this load up off of me so I just it's a song where mm-hmm. I was just cast the cares upon the Lord. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's the the biggest song that means
0: a lot to me um, off my back. So, love that. You know, again, again, you know, I think a lot of times people try to carry the world's problems huh? them, and God's like, "Hey, I'm here. I mean, I'm here. Right. You can throw them my way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm here."
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, like, we we tend to forget, like, that's what God is here for. Like, <laughs> he's here because he loves us and he, he cares about us. So it's, like, a bunch of times, like, we just try to take take it on by ourselves. It's, like, when we – I haven't had a kid yet, but I feel like this is what a kid would – what having a kid would feel like. Of like, having a kid and then trying to do it by yourself when you know most of the answers, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, that's what we tend yeah. to do a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, like, God is our dad is just, like – yo, like, just calling me. Like, I know the answers. I know everything that you're trying to do. Like, just use me. I'm here to help you. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good stuff.
0: <clears throat> so I'm about to ask a question. I have a weird way of asking it, and I'll explain why afterwards. Um, yeah. But if you had a magic wand, and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? This is the dream moment. Where What yeah. do you want to happen in five years? And, and here's why I'm asking it in this way. is um, yeah. This past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that question to Kelsey Ballerini before everybody knew who she was. And, um, yeah. and the answer she gave us is almost to the T of what she's living right now. She had that vision. She knew where she was going, and it was a big vision too. And here it is today, five years later. She is living that. So I always like to tell that story to have artists think a little bigger sometimes, because sometimes they're like, as long as I'm singing, I'm good. But I want the real deep vision that artists have. So if all bets were off, where would you be in five years?
1: Um, In five years, I would definitely have, one, uh, a huge house. Huge house. I'll be Mm -hmm. married uh, I don't know about kids yet, but I'll be married, <laughs> a huge house. Um, I would be. Um, hopefully, uh, coronavirus is over, and I would be, um, in. I would say theaters by five years. Mm-hmm. Thinking, thinking, huge, big. I would say arenas. I would like to be headlining arenas in five years. That would be, that yeah. would be like, over the top goal for That'd me. That'd be awesome. Um, Yeah, um, let's see, where else would I be in five years? Um, I feel like I would be, I want to have my own, like, foundation to, like, help people um, kickstart, like, their dreams and their goals and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I know, for me, yeah. yeah, yeah, for me, like, when I was younger, like, I didn't really have that, but my parents, so... To have a foundation where we, like, seek out people, like, just going for their dreams and, like, hearing about people's stories and helping them out, like, whether that's scholarships, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, um, paying for, like, studio stuff, whatever, um, I would love to, like, start something like that. That would be something that would be dope in five years. Um, what else? Uh, I think I think that's all I can think of right now. Um,
0: that is all. I love that, that you got these dreams. and I, I love that because, you know, sometimes, like I said... Sometimes artists, they just want to be the humble artists and say, "Well, just if I'm playing music, I'm happy." And you know, it's got to be more than that. It's got there's got to be more to it than that, or you'll never get there anyway. And yeah. um, next question, I kind of twist have a twist on what most most people ask, you know, and and people in general. What would you, what advice would you give your um, eight year younger self? You know that everybody asks mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I wanted to do um, something different. I, well, no, yeah. I'm I'm actually changing that. What, what would yeah. you tell your future self if if you were able to meet yourself, say, ten years from now? What yeah. would you tell that person?
1: Okay, so I'm telling my future self. Yeah. Okay, future self. Um, I would tell my future self, one. Um, stay away. Stay away from. Bad habits, like don't go back to your bad habits. Um, I feel like a lot of us we tend to get lack in the like bad habits that we develop, but in mm-hmm. like the future stuff, I just want to like be able to be free from like bad habits and you know bad things that I picked up that I'm trying to get rid of. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Two, I would say don't 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 care about like what people think. Don't don't try to compare yourself. Like don't try to Um, compare yourself to people that's doing it, whether it's artists or, you know, people on social media or anything like that, I would say forget all of that and just do what, you know, God called you to do. Um, That's something that I tend to struggle with sometimes of, like,
0: comparing myself Mm -hmm. to
1: other people or, you know, how many many followers or how many, you know, streams or something Mm -hmm. that another person has Mm -hmm. instead of focusing and being grateful for what I do have. It's like a practice that I try to like keep and so
0: the future stuff I would just say like Yeah you got a you double know. award. Not too many people can say that. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> but we always you know things in the world Oh yeah like... we always compare though. Yeah. But yeah we're always comparing mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah I think I think that would be the main thing. That would, be, that would be awesome. So let's say you had a friend of yours, and you heard him or her sing. Sing or rap, it doesn't matter. And, and, and let's say that they were really good. You were like, man, there's something special there. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. <clears throat> and let's say that they've, they played maybe 30 shows. So they're still getting their feet wet, as in the show presence. But they've gotten on stage, and they got what every artist says. they got that stage bug where they look over the crowd the crowd is singing and cheering on them, and they just know that they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, Aaron, I feel like this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to do the, do the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I would, say, I would say, one thing I would say is what we said earlier about like all right babe if you think this is your purpose like there's no plan b um i would definitely say that so again i would say if you got a plan b get rid of that um but other than that i i probably would say like i probably would try to if i really liked them i would take them on like a like a boot camp take them through a boot camp that i oh, you know, wow. <laughs> that that i that i kind of went through of like um like Coming, coming up, like, my dad would, uh, he would make me, uh, my set, I would run, <laughs> like, my my musical set or my performance set, I would run and rap my set, like, at the same time, and then I would perform my set full out, like, in my yard as if I was on stage. Um, so oh, I would, wow. like, make them do that. I would make them do that mm-hmm. every day. I'd be like, <laughs> this is something that you need to practice of, like, you know, not getting out of breath on stage. and stuff like that. So that would be one thing I would be like practice on your set. Um, but I would mainly focus on the craft part then. I would be like, yo, you need to focus on your craft. So be writing every mm-hmm. day, be songs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one time where I made a song a day for like a month. Um that's oh, wow. all hard. But I I would do that challenge, like you need to make a song a day. Um and yeah, I would just focus on the craft part of just like developing, making songs, writing, and uh, working on performance sets and stuff like that. Because I feel like some people they they sometimes they they focus on the music or they focus on the set, but they don't focus on them both at the same time. Like they they choose one or the other, and it's like for me, I'm trying to be mm-hmm. great at all areas yeah. of I do um in work, and so um, it's like it's like a doctor. A doctor can be uh, you can't just be great at fixing hearts and not be great, you know what I'm saying, at fixing legs. It's like, yeah. all right, like, great at fixing hearts. But mm-hmm. If you got a bad leg, I'm sorry, you're going to be in a wheelchair the rest of your life. It's like, nah, you got to practice and study for every part of your profession. So um,
0: mm-hmm. that would be the main thing that I focus on. So Love that. So as we come yeah. to our last question here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask but they kind of never do? Oh man, that's hard. Because
1: <laughs> you know, know I a, lot like time, I a lot of many times, a lot of times, a host issues.
0: will ask. Because you know, a lot of times, a host will ask um, artists, w- "What question do they hate?" I'm going the other way. What question do you want to be asked? <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, that's a that's a hard one. I mean. Geez. Oh, that's tough. I don't know. I think I think for that's, me, like I would just I would just rather I would just rather a lot of hosts like study more of like mm-hmm. the artists that they're that they're um like interviewing because I've done mm-hmm. I've done a lot of interviews and some people like they tend to act and that's why I like this interview. Like I I like interviews like this because I've gotten like a bunch of different questions. But some interviews it's like they just ask the same four questions that every interviewer, you know, asks of, like, you uh, know what I'm saying? Which, okay, <laughs> yeah, like, you, you need you need to ask – you probably need to ask those questions, but if I'm willing to take time to do an interview, it's like, okay, ask me some different questions. Ask me some questions that you actually want to know instead of just a generic one. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course mm-hmm. you need to hear, like, how I got started and all that stuff. Like, yeah, you need to hear that stuff. But, like – that's the only question you have for me? Like, I just, we just went through this whole thing for you to say, me to answer the same five questions that I answer on every other interview that people could look up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I think that would be the yeah. only thing of like, oh, just, just study like the artist that you're about to interview. That would be, that would be the only thing. I don't think I have a question that I would be, wanted to ask because yeah. I feel like I'd be asked yeah. everything. Like, I do, I do so many interviews that
0: I've been asked <clears throat> almost everything. Yeah. So, that is um, awesome. yeah, that's, that's the only
1: thing I would say, yeah.
0: And, and, and you know, when we first started this show, the, that's this reason why we made this. Because, you know, a, a lot of times most shows, when it, especially for up-and-coming artists, um, yeah. they have 20 minutes to interview. Well, you really can only talk mm-hmm. about those four or five things. And, I mean, 20 minutes don't give you no time. So when we first launched, I was like, I don't know yeah. how artists are going to feel about this, but I want to be different as a, as a show. And you right. know, when, when we you know, we're a married couple, so of course, that already makes us way different, because I don't know of any other married couples that are running a music interview show. Um, so there's already a very unique, but I wanted something different different. And so I told Sandy, he's like, I got it. I'm, you know, I've listened to other podcasts and all that, and they get – there's such a short time period. They don't have a time to tell their story. I was like, that's where I'm yeah. going to be. We're going to give them enough time to get their stories out through the interview so that when yeah. when they get off the show, people can feel like if they listen to it, oh, I know that person now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. Stuff. And yeah,
1: that's cool. More people need to
0: do that. Then make make it longer. I
1: guess <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's really it.
0: Is you know, but see the the thing is, people try to do so many interviews and back to back, and or they or the right, or, or, or the hardest part is they're writing it out. A lot, a lot of the interviews, they write it out, and that takes forever. So you know, so again, they're like, you know what, I'm gonna just ask four questions, so I don't have to write much out. Where here, I mean, can you imagine if I had to write all this out?
2: Yeah, no. it would take a while,
0: yeah, of what but we talked about. It'd probably take yeah. us three, four hours. To it do. Probably and would, yeah. you know but you know, I'm like we're a show. I don't need to write it out. We're a show, yeah. we're no. live, and once the recording is here, the recording gets uploaded immediately to to Spotify, mm-hmm. um, iHeartRadio and all that. So Yeah.
1: No, that's amazing. I love that. I love that.
0: So as we in here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you.
1: Um yeah so I'm on Instagram I am Aaron Cole that's i a m a r o n c o l e I'm actually that's everything Instagram Twitter um Facebook Facebook is just Aaron Cole um and then my website is www.iamaroncole.com, um same spelling um yeah I'm pretty much on all that stuff so you know I'm I tend to you know uh, talk back to people and stuff like that so if you hit me on social media um you can definitely well, I won't say definitely, but I <laughs> might. I <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 don't want to make guarantees, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, no guarantees because yeah. I might miss it. And some people, when I miss it, they get mad. Yeah. So let me not make a guarantee real quick. But
0: yeah, um, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. on all social media. So That is awesome. So as we end this here, we really enjoyed having you on today. And we look forward to one we day did. having you back. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was amazing.
1: I appreciate it so much.
0: All right, thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks.
3: Bye.